nationwide. Use the store located to find the store closest to you. All packs are unique. Your packs results can and will vary. As it can data rates may apply, studies available upon request. State of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, there were a lot more stories I could have shared in the 9 o'clock hour of the show yesterday regarding a potential GOP primary here in Montana. But I just hit the I just hit the top, uh, the, 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 the high points. I just hit the big stories. There were a lot more that I could have shared. Uh, but I just hit the top points. I hit the top points in the... In the 9 o'clock hour of the show yesterday, I was talking about the big news in Montana's U.S. Senate race and the lack thereof. And uh, and we got some and then we ended up getting some uh, really fun and, and some interesting phone calls uh, yesterday uh, towards the, t- the tail end of the show. Uh, as we wrapped up uh, in the nine o'clock hour of the show, uh, Mark Wicks, that was an interesting phone call uh, called uh uh, near Chester, Montana, and he he said he went to the the events featuring uh, Congressman Matt Rosendale and Florida Congressman Matt Gates over the weekend. And he went and and he says he was he was surprised that that Rosendale did not announce that he was running for the United States Senate. You know, he brought to, uh, Florida Congressman Matt Gates all the way out here, did all these different stops at various locations across Montana, and then didn't announce a run for the U.S. Senate. Although everybody uh, seems to think that that's uh, definitely imminent, and so that that was an interesting phone call from Mark. Uh, but I, man, it was, I, it was just funny. I, so I hit the high points of of what's going on. I, I mentioned the big news that took place over the past couple of days: new polling that has come out uh, from a Trump uh, from Trump's longtime pollster, and then and then I mentioned uh, also the fact that the New York Times and even the Huffington Post has now confirmed. That it is the Democrats. It is Chuck Schumer, John Tester's buddy, Chuck Schumer. They are the ones that are funding millions of dollars in attack ads against Navy SEAL veteran and Republican U.S. Senate candidate Tim Sheehy. Backed up just some of the headlines that I had in front of me here. Washington Examiner, Chuck Schumer and the Democrats pull out the 2022 playbook with ads influencing key GOP contest in Montana. Fox News, Schumer-aligned super PAC meddling in GOP primary of key Senate race. And Fox News highlighted the fact that they are terrified of the conservative outsider, uh, the Navy SEAL veteran Tim Sheehy. And then the Huffington Post, I think this one is, the shadowy group targeting a Montana Republican is actually a major Democratic super PAC. Well, surprise, surprise, surprise. Last best place political action committee has already spent nearly $5.8 million dollars running ads against GOP Senate hopeful Tim Sheehy. So I shared these stories yesterday, and a couple of callers got a little triggered. And uh, yeah, anyway, but, but I thought the, funny, uh, the funniest thing uh, about the whole morning was a great phone call that we received. And we had more callers. Man, I wanted to get to more callers, but, uh, but I gave the, tri- the triggered listener more time. I know. I know some of you get mad. Aaron, why do you give the people that get angry and get all triggered uh, whether it's a, a triggered uh, conservative or whether it's a triggered leftist like Ken, why do you give them more time? I, you know, hey, we got a lot of time to talk here. If people call in and disagree with me, I want to give them a chance to be heard. But anyway, the best call, uh, <laughs> what I thought was the funniest thing about the show yesterday. I'll get to that after this. Here is your Montana News. 
Please be on the lookout for a missing 12-year-old girl from the Sydney area. Luna Marie Delisle is large for her age, 5 feet 10 inches tall, 160 pounds, and looks more 16 years old. She has light brown hair at shoulder length and distinctive hazel eyes. Colerate reports Luna was last seen on foot at 9 Sunday morning, wearing a pink Under Armour sweatshirt, boot-cut jeans, and gray sneakers. To further confirm her identity, Luna wears a nose ring, has a scar on her right ankle, and if her feet are bare, cigar burns will be visible. If you discover Luna DeWile, please call 911 or the Sydney Police at 406-433-2210. That's 406-433-2210. That's the Montana News Minute. I'm Travis Lee. Here's a look at your real weather for Billings and Bozeman. With sunny skies across the area for today. High temperatures will range from around 52 in Bozeman to the mid-60s in the Billings area. For tonight, we can expect clear to partly cloudy skies, lower to middle 30s, and then on Wednesday, more sunshine and more unseasonable warmth, with highs from around 53 in Bozeman to 62 in the Billings area. This is weatherology meteorologist Paul Trombley. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. You know, one of the challenges whenever you're talking politics, especially when you're, you know, doing a radio show like this or, or trying to provide any other political coverage, for example, is 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 finding out, trying to find out what people really think. And, you know, Rush Limbaugh was was the master at immediately spotting a seminar caller, a caller who would call into his program, pretend to be conservative. But in reality, what they were trying to do is they were trying to divide the Republicans. They were trying to divide conservatives or they were trying to push a, a, a phony narrative attacking a Republican. They'd pretend to be a Republican. They'd pretend to be a conservative. And, and, and Rush would always call him out, you know, seminar caller. And so uh, anyways, so the, the, the point that I'm trying to make is you hear a lot of people out there. They will say, well, look, I, I'm a big supporter of Congressman Matt Rosendale, and, and, and I want him to run for the United States Senate. Well, okay, first off, if you truly are a big supporter of Congressman Matt Rosendale and the work that he's doing in Congress, why do you want him to leave Congress, right? Now, I, so I, I will say this. Look, I, you know, uh, uh, there, there are friends and supporters of Congressman Matt Rosendale that absolutely do. They want him to run for the United States Senate. I also consider Congressman Matt Rosendale a friend. I've known him for as many years as I've known uh, Navy SEAL veteran Tim Sheehy and, 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 and his wife Carmen and their family. And I consider them, them friends as well. And, uh, and, but, but I also know that there are a lot of Congressman Matt Rosendale's friends and supporters who do not want him to run for the Senate. Their concern is like, hey, the fight is in the House. That's where you control the purse strings. If you, if you leave the House... Well, who fills your shoes for one? But but second off, like they feel like they need you there in the House of Representatives. You run for the Senate. Uh, polling indicates right now that you may not even win the primary, let alone the general election. If John Tester is outspending you three hundred million to one, 
right? Uh, so so if, if Rosendale isn't raising the money that it would take to, to win the general election, maybe not even raising the money that it would take to win the primary election, uh, combined, then if he runs for the Senate and doesn't win the primary in June, he is out of Congress altogether. Now, I've talked with people who support Congressman Rosendale. I've also talked with people who do not support Congressman Rosendale that are Republicans and conservatives. And you know what they want him to do? They want him to run for the United States Senate. They want it. They said, no, run, run. And, uh, because first off, this is going to be the battle of the year. Aside from the White House, this is going to be the battle of the year is, is winning back the United States Senate seat that John Tester has held since the 2006 elections. I know a lot, there's a lot of new people around here, new to Montana. We have been saddled with the flip-flop flat top, the fake phony moderate since 2006, and he has saddled you, he has saddled us with $27 trillion in debt since he took office. But anyway, I'm sounding all serious here. Let me get to the fun part. So the, the funny thing was, so yesterday... You know, so I, I share a couple of these news stories. And there were a lot more stories that I could have shared. I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene is taking shots at, at Rosendale. And then Rosendale's firing back. Gates is firing back. Right, we could get into all the nitty-gritty uh, on it. But I just hit the high points, which was uh, there's polling out showing uh, Navy SEAL veteran Tim Sheehy with a big lead. Now, it's from a, a pro-Sheehy super PAC. Uh, Mr. Trump's longtime pollster, Tony Fabrizio. So it, it, you have to point that out. To be fair, you have to say, hey, this is coming from a, a pro Sheehy super PAC. But according to, to Fabrizio, Trump's longtime pollster, Sheehy uh, is leading Rosendale in a hypothetical primary 48% to 24%. Now, first off, right now, Congressman Rosendale hasn't even announced a Senate run, and it's already almost February. When John Tester is already spending millions of dollars, uh, and so so he, he isn't even in the race, but uh, but everybody's assuming that he's going to be in the race, so that's why they're treating it like he's actually in the race. Uh, although, man, once once he's actually in, that changes the whole dynamic. But uh, but anyway, so I shared the poll numbers: forty eight percent to twenty four percent is what Fabrizio says they found in their latest poll. She he would defeat Rosendale in the primary for. Uh, and then and then the other one is, is basically confirming that the Democrats are scared of Tim Sheehy, Chuck Schumer and the Democrats and, and, and flip flop flat top. They are funding millions of dollars in attack ads against Tim Sheehy because they're scared to death of him. Liberal Senator John Tester is scared to death of facing a Navy SEAL on the ballot coming up, uh, coming up, especially a political outsider. Right. A political outsider. You know, Zinke could have also said, all right, nope, I'm going to run. All right, all right, I'm entitled to that U.S. Senate seat. Well, first off, nobody's entitled to this U.S. Senate seat, of course. But but he, you know, he humbly stepped back and said, nope, I'm going to keep running for the Western District in Congress. And, uh, and, and Republicans need a big name to continue running for that Western District in Congress because the Western District is a heck of a lot harder to win than the Eastern District. The Eastern District, whatever Republican wins the primary in June is going to be the next member of Congress from the Eastern District. It is the safe, it, one of the safest Republican districts in the country right now. The Democrats gerrymandered it that way because they just want to bully pulpit in the West. And they don't care what you have to say in the East. Uh, but, but the funny part was, again, going back to the, the folks who claim they support Congressman Rosendale... I, I thought it was so funny. We, we got a call. I think it was Grandpa Lou at the end of the show... Hey, Grandpa Lou, it was so great. He called and he said, hey, I was at Congressman Rosendale's event with, 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 with the two Matts. I was there with Matt Rosendale. I was there with Matt Gates at one of, the, one of their big events over, or one of their events over the weekend. I think it was a smaller event in Joliet. But, uh, 
he said, man, it was so great. America first. I love what these guys are doing. These guys are great. And, and, uh, and then he said, you know, but I hope Matt stays in the House. I hope Congressman Rosendale can, uh, stays in the House of Representatives, runs for the House. I just thought that was so funny because, you know, they, they, these, these people who think that, that if you're encouraging uh, Matt Rosendale to stay in the House, that somehow you're against him when it's like, anyway, I'm out of time. Hold on. I'll tell you what, we had three incredible shows, live shows from the SHOT Show down in Las Vegas, the world's biggest gun show. That was last week. But it's so great to be back in studio because the best part of Montana Talks is when you get to talk, when you get to be heard all across Montana. I mean, we had Donald Trump Jr., the governor, so many others, gun companies and more join us from Vegas. But when we're in studio, that's when we get to hear from you. And you get to be heard all across Montana with Montana Talks statewide every Monday through Friday, 9 to 10 right here. Good Tuesday morning. It's time for the Daybreak Ag Report on the Western Ag Network. I'm Lane Northland. This week, I'm broadcasting from the Cattle Industry Convention and NCBA Trade Show in Orlando, Florida. Our coverage is brought to you by Ag Risk Advisors, providing risk management solutions for producers out in the countryside. Well, at the conclusion of this year's convention... Cheyenne, Wyoming's Mark Isley will take the helm of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association as the organization's president. Isley says he's humbled by the opportunity. It, it's humbling, and there is weight on the shoulders to help producers. I know because I was one of those producers who needed help, and between my local, my state, and the national organization, they pulled us through, made us better for it. I need to pay that debt forward. To best serve the industry, Isley said NCBA will continue to listen to the needs of cattle producers in the countryside. Find out what their problems are. Find out what they need for solutions, what they need help with. See if they've come up with some solutions. Maybe there's something we can wrangle up and, make, and help others do that. Obviously, there's several things out there. You know, sometimes it'd be easier if... People ask me what we weren't working on as to what we are working on. Uh, there's several things. Obviously, we're concerned with taxes. Uh, the tax laws change here the next year or so. Uh, producers had better be ready for that. The estate tax level, the death tax level will be considerably different. We want to make sure we don't lose some of the depreciation and ability to write off those expenses. That expensing is, is a huge issue for our producers, and, and it's good for the economy if we can keep those things moving forward. Um, obviously, the Farm Bill is there, and there's a multitude of things within the Farm Bill. Uh, we've got all the, uh, pro uh, the uh, excuse me, the risk protection. We've got uh, uh, disaster relief. Those things are built in. We want to make sure we keep a uh, livestock title, a gypsum rule out, because it's actually nonproductive and is duplicative of uh, government agencies. Aside from farm bill issues, NCBA continues to advocate for producers in Washington, D.C. on issues like reforming the Endangered Species Act, opposition to the BLM's conservation rule, electronic logging devices, having clear product of the USA labeling, and more. We will continue to have more coverage from the Cattle Industry Convention here in Orlando throughout the week here on your radio dial and on our Western Ag Network social media channels. Maternal function, optimized growth, and customer service. That's what you get at Ellingson Angus. Hi, I'm Chad Ellingson, and I invite you to our annual production sale February 3rd. 1,200 top quality Angus will sell. Choose from 370 powerful bulls and over 800 commercial females. Take advantage of our free bull keep, marketing help, large sire groups, and volume discounts. That's the Ellingson Angus sale, noon, February 3rd, near St. Anthony. 
wheat growers of the north, it's time to push performance to answer the call of Westbred Wheat. With regionally proven varieties like WB9590 and WB9719 offering high yield potential balanced with protein content. Trust Westbred Wheat to help you get the most out of every acre. Now's the time. Boldly grow. Seize the season with Westbred Wheat. Performance may vary. Read and follow pesticide label directions, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. If you believe in the future of agriculture, you're invited to support the FFA and agriculture education through Give FFA Day during National FFA Week on Thursday, February 22nd. In its eighth year, funds raised will support local, state, and national levels. During the 24 hours of giving, supporters can donate to either the National FFA Foundation or your state FFA Foundation of your choice, all to help grow FFA and ag education across the land. For more information, visit FFA.org. I'm Lee Nordlund, Western Ag Network. Serving the great state of Montana. From the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Hey, look, if they're buttering you up, it's because they're about to slice you up and cut you up for dinner. Look, if, if the liberal media is all of a sudden starting to butter you up, if the Democrats are all of a sudden starting to butter you up, if the Montana Democrat Party is spending money to run Facebook ads to make you look good, why would they run ads to make you look good if they think that you are going to defeat liberal Senator John Tester? If they think you are going to, le- to defeat liberal Senator John Tester, they're going to throw everything, including the kitchen sink at you. If they are buttering you up, it's because they want to slice you up and cut you up for dinner. It's not because they're your friends. And it's not because they think that you're going to defeat John Tester and they're afraid of you. It's because they're not afraid of you. It's because they want you to run. They want you to be the candidate. And then they want to slice you and dice you 15 ways to Sunday for Sunday dinner. Uh, so I, w- I was in this uh, there's several several articles now that, that document this. And by the way, if you go to MontanaTalks.com, I've... I've got uh, some of the big news uh, here in and the lack thereof in Montana's U.S. Senate race. I posted that Sunday night on our Montana Talks website. Talked about it yesterday in our nine o'clock hour of the show. That's what uh, triggered triggered a couple callers and then and then stimulated some other great, great phone calls as well. But it was a fun conversation. But uh, but in all seriousness, look at this Huffington Post piece here. The shadowy group targeting a Montana Republican is actually a major Democrat super PAC. Uh, Like many super PACs, the origins of Last Best Place, a group that has spent millions targeting a top candidate in Montana's GOP Senate primary, were a puzzle to be solved. But it turns out the answer is not so surprising. Senate Majority PAC, a group closely aligned with Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, confirmed to Huffington Post that it is the mysterious political entity behind the group funding a multi-million dollar TV ad blitz against Tim Sheehy. Now... Why aren't they doing a multi-million dollar ad blitz against Matt Rosendale? Do they not fear Matt? I mean, everybody out there is fully of the impression that Matt Rosendale has been wanting to run for this United States Senate seat for over a year now, which has highlighted a lot of the the internal GOP uh, inner party battles. Like, Like, 
everybody expects him to run for the Senate. I'm still I'm still one of those who's like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think he's still trying to see if he can raise any money or not. Uh, he's got to know what he's stepping into, not just in the general election, but in a primary election right now as well. And so uh, so I, I'm still not fully convinced, but everybody else out there is convinced that he's running for the Senate, including the Democrats. So why aren't they attacking him then? Why are they spending millions of dollars attacking a political outsider who uh, who hasn't run for office after office after office, who's a Navy SEAL, who's received several Purple Hearts being wounded for this country, wanted to make a career out of the military, but decided to but but had to had to basically get med med boarded out because of of injuries that he received. Why are the Democrats so afraid of him, but not afraid of Matt? Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. The House Homeland Security Committee meets this morning about advancing impeachment charges against Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Democrats could potentially throw in as many procedural hurdles as they want. They're calling this Republican-led effort to fire Mayorkas a sham. But Republicans argue Mayorkas has, quote, willfully and systemically refused to comply with federal immigration laws. Fox's Madeline Rivera, an enemy militia drone killing three American soldiers in Jordan Sunday, injuring more than 40 was confused with an American drone returning to base and not shot down. The Pentagon has publicly identified the victims of this weekend's attack. Their ages range from 23 to 46. They are Sergeant William Rivers, originally from New Jersey, but lately a Georgia resident, Specialist Kennedy Sanders of Georgia, and Specialist Brianna Moffitt, also of the state of Georgia. Fox's Mark Meredith. America's listening to Fox News. Yeah, yeah. In other words, to some of those callers yesterday, spare me the pearl clutching. Spare me the conservative virtue signaling. Spare me the pearl clutching as if, oh, you're the ones who are such big supporters of Matt Rosendale. Because we get a chance to talk to a lot of his supporters. And yes, I'll acknowledge that that a lot of his you know good friends and supporters want him to run for the Senate. Or they're at least saying, hey, you know what, if he's going to do it anyway, we're, we're going to support him in it. But a lot of his friends and supporters are saying, why? Why are you doing that? You, you've got a, a seat to fight from right now. And by God, I'll tell you what. You know what? Eastern Montana. Uh, man, I love Eastern Montana. I love Western Montana, too. I love all of Montana. I mean, you know, I, my, my family homesteaded on both sides of the state. My, my, my dad's side of the family homesteaded near Flathead Lake in Nirata, as I've told you before. My, my mom's side, they, you know, they go way back. Uh, in fact, we've still got uh, our, our family living in the same house my grandparents lived in and the grandparents lived in before that. And I think, that, I think the guy who built the house was the guy who built the railroad up there, right? And so, uh, but I absolutely love eastern Montana. Western Montana always gets all the attention and all the Hollywood movies and all this, but I absolutely love eastern Montana. And so, uh, I, I just think, you know, yeah, everybody wants to be a United States senator, I guess. But, but man, eastern Montana, what an honor to represent eastern Montana. That Congressman Rosendale has right now, and then if he if he uh, decides to leave that seat, what an honor that one of the dozen plus people that are seeking that seat will have. But but spare me the pearl clutching that 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 if I'm sharing facts and information with you that are saying, hey, this is what the polling's saying right now. Now now you can be skeptical of it because yes, it came from a pro Sheehy super PAC. But this is fact that the Democrats want Matt Rosendale to be the candidate. They are the, the, even the liberal media. All of a sudden, the liberal media that, that completely trashed Matt Rosendale for the last how many years he's been in office. All of a sudden, 
they're doing these glowing profiles on him. It's not. They're not buttering him up because they like him. They're buttering up. They're buttering him up because they want to cut him up for dinner. So spare me your little pearl clutching that somehow you are a supporter of Matt Rosendale and anybody who dares suggest that that maybe hey stay in the house is, is otherwise. Uh, anyway, as like uh, sorry, but some of the pearl clutching callers yesterday. I mean. You know, it's like, you know, but people are getting a little fired up. I get it. They're getting fired up, and that's all right. The key, though, is is like, hey, whichever candidate you're going to support, this this is my concern, is that is that everybody breaking into their little camps and is that they, they won't be able to unite after the June primary is finally over, what, five and a half months from now, five months from now, and and that instead – do you think that this red wave that Montana finally got in 2020, you think how quickly that could be gone if you screw it up, if we screw it? How quickly that could be gone? We just got the state back four years ago, less than four years ago. And some of you are acting like, ah, well, so what? Yeah, it doesn't really matter anymore. We don't need to... It- Hey, well, I was down at the SHOT Show in Las Vegas. We got some big news in the U.S. Senate race here in Montana. First, there's new polling data out with Navy SEAL veteran Tim Sheehy in a big lead in a potential GOP primary. The other big news is there is now clearly very direct links. The Democrats and the shady Democrat groups are the ones funding attack ads against Navy SEAL Tim Sheehy. They deface him in the fall. Pretty obvious John Tester is scared. Go to MontanaTalks.com. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Uh, we got the phone lines open for you, 406-294-0970, or you can message us on our Montana Talks app. In fact, got a couple of messages that came in. Well, actually, a little bit earlier. Sorry, sorry we were late getting to these. Tom in Billings said this about the last best place pack. Uh, the Democrat super PAC that is interfering in the Republican primary election, well, potential Republican primary election here in Montana. Oh, that's still a primary. There, there's, there's a couple other candidates that are in the race as well. Anyway, Tom and Billings says this, last best place PAC, a liberal Democrat organization? Why don't they just change their name to last place <laughs> so they don't ruin a great Montana model? That's a great point, Tom. This last best place, if they have their way, will be in last place again. You know, look, at I mean, we just, we finally took Montana back here in 2020. Uh, yeah, that's right, Doja Cat. We painted the town red. That's right. Painted the state red in 2020. And, and, and now Montana has nearly every uh, major statewide office except for the seat held by liberal Senator John Tester. It's now in, in, in Republican hands, and what a difference that has made. Uh, some of you legislators who maybe maybe you're mad because one of your bills got vetoed, even though 50 of your other bills didn't get vetoed. So go talk to the, the state legislators who were in the House and the Senate under Schweitzer and Bullock and tell them how mad you are that one of your bills got vetoed. 
even though uh, 50 of your other ones didn't. Hey, what did they pass? They passed over 700 bills in the recent legislative session. Uh, go talk to the legislators who served. And const- they constantly were, were looking to cut taxes and to cut regulations and to do this and to do that and to stand up against the radical transgender push and so much more. And whoop, they got it across the finish line, passed the House, passed the Senate, right into the trash can under a Democrat governor. Uh, uh, go go talk to those legislators who, who were in back then that it was a constant fight and a constant slog and they didn't get the get to do the victory lap after their legislation was signed into law. And so the point being is that is that we finally took our state back and this one seat, liberal Senator John Tester is is what's hold that's what we got to do to take our country back. That is how important it, do, do you agree with me that the 2024 election is absolutely critical? To taking our to saving our country at this point, uh, John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter, and I uh, talked about this last week. Yeah, every election's important, and every you know it's all important. But uh, but no, th- this one. I mean, you think about the stuff we are. Can we go back to arguing about the stuff we argued about in the 1990s? Can we go back to arguing about that kind of stuff compared to the stuff that we got to talk about today? Our country on the brink. Uh, anyway. Uh, but that's a great point by Tom and Billings. Uh, they're going to turn us into the last place. Uh, la- we're going to be last place in everything. Again, that's that's what the liberal left, the progressive left, did to Montana. The radical environmentalists that took root in the 1970s. We, we, we used to be uh, top tier uh, with a lot of economic numbers and things like that. But they started chopping down the timber industry. They didn't want you cutting down trees, but they wanted to chop down your jobs and, and, so, and so much more. And, and we're finally now reversing that. We're now, instead of being last place, people are flocking to the last best place. But if this liberal pack gets their way, we'll be back in last place. Uh, let's go to Bill in Billings on the phone line. Bill, uh, what's on your mind? Thanks for calling in this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me, Aaron. Appreciate it. Um, I'm aware recently of the flight of the Colsag family out of Glasgow, Montana. I'm not sure if you're familiar with what's happened with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've had a few people send me that. And, you know, your phone call is a good reminder that that. I, so, you know, our show is four hours long. We, we got some great early risers here in the six o'clock hour of the show. But then, you know, in the eight o'clock hour, we get we get more folks, different folks. Um, I actually interviewed the mom. Uh, so, uh, I, I interviewed Krista Colstead. It was in our eight o'clock hour. Was it uh, two weeks ago now? I think two oh, weeks okay. ago. Gotcha. Yeah. But, but, but no, I'm, I'm glad you called in about this because this is now starting to get a lot of national attention. Libs of TikTok. Uh, Chris Rufo from the Manhattan Institute is jumping on this story as well. Tell us what, what you heard about the story and what you want to, why, why you think this story is so important to share with Montanans before I give my take. Yeah. I mean, what's, it's really important because, I mean, obviously we had a red we had a red wave in 2020, um, and there's nominal control of all the leaders of power uh, by right wing red people uh, such as ourselves. But obviously, um, this this is a like pretty definitive proof that um, the electoral power that we have uh, isn't that powerful. If actually the state can um, have these, uh, I mean, there's no other way to call them, but like. Uh, pedophilic or uh, grooming or uh, child molesting, uh, these psychos can actually use the powers of the state to take a child in distress away from their their parents based purely off of political ideology. Uh, And they they did this with the full backing of 
state resources. So, I mean, the CTS was involved. That means that ostensibly, like, the state police were involved as well. Um, yeah, so I think... Local law enforcement it, charge. It, we, we, so the state of Montana, with with the, the legislature and with the governor, they put some increased protections on the books to protect against this radical transgender ide- ideology. What this story tells me is that, is that apparently more needs to be done uh, in in a major way here. So, so to give our folks and, and Bill, stay on the phone. Lines, I want to get more of your take on this. But yeah. so the backstory, it, folks. I I just went to our Montana Talks website. I published this story on our website seven days ago. It looks like, or actually, I published it before then. But then I I, I republished it to put it back up on the top of the page. Uh, so uh, I'm trying to think when we first interviewed her on the show. But the headline is this. Montana family's daughter kidnapped by radical trans ideology and, and to break the story down very simply so they they have a, a daughter who's who's going through some struggles right and in of course kids in that prepubescent that time of puberty it's a very tough time for kids and kids these days man you, you, you think it's always been tough for kids to be kids and go through those types of changes in life. But it's even crazier now, given all the social influences, social media and everything else, and this radical transgender ideology. So it sounds to me like this this young lady has had a lot of struggles. And bottom line is um, a friend of hers that she had been communicating with called, uh, I guess, called police and said, hey, this girl is threatening to kill herself. Now, the the kid has made a lot of these types of false claims and false statements before long story short law enforcement shows up and says hey you know and and eventually leads to the daughter going to to the hospital and being checked in for for psychiatric monitoring right state cps then comes in and says okay because basically because you didn't uh, and this is what i'm I'm just heard from the family i haven't uh, been, been able to chat with cps myself Oh, because you didn't send your daughter immediately to the hospital, we are now going to take her and put her in a special program. But in this special program, they're they're basically uh, identif- they're 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 treating this this little girl as if she is a little boy, you know, wearing chest binders to to bind the the chest, right? Uh, referring to to she as a he and all of these. And so the family is outraged by this because this can have long-term harm by treating this little girl as if she is a little boy uh, and based on, you know, whatever challenges she's going through right now. And so so that that's the crux of this question, which is, okay, whether the state was right or wrong to, to put this, this, to remove this girl from the home and put her in a program, why are they treating this little girl like a little boy? That's, that's the, the crux of the question also, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, the, the simple fact is that there was a, a rather easy flank that they could take around all of the supposed protections and laws. Um, my understanding from the Colsteads is that they at, at one point had um, their daughter daughter in the hospital being monitored by a uh, purported non-binary person. Right. Who is um, basically evangelizing this type of um, degenerate perversion uh, to their daughter uh, and, and they can do nothing about it. And so um, it, it's like it's, it's clear that the laws that are on the books like aren't even anywhere near what needs to happen. I mean, it needs it literally needs to be illegal to evangelize transgender ideology to children. Similar to like you would you would never tolerate a grown man uh, evangelizing pedophilia to children. Like it would be yeah. immediately the cops would be called. Immediately the man would be questioned. Immediately he would be in serious legal trouble. Doing uh, talking about trans ideology in a positive light. To 
to a child that is not yours, and even if it's yours, or, or even talking about normal sex, right? Uh, yeah, Rob Rob Griggs, Rob Griggs, who's a, who's a great guy, uh, who still does some radio and was a weatherman on TV. Just a really strong guy. He's a pastor as well. He's like he's like I'm a Christian pastor, and I am not going to come talk to your kids about sex without your permission. Obviously, he's like that would be weird for me to go talk to your kids about normal uh, about normal sex and and uh, husband and wife types of stuff. And yet, and yet, these people are trying to force this uh, LGBTQ uh, stuff onto kids. Yeah, no, Bill, thanks for calling in about that. So libs of TikTok put the, the national spotlight on this story. Chris Rufo also uh, is, is highlighting this. And the governor has now responded via Twitter. I'll share that right after this. So, Bill, thanks for calling in. Waking up on the right side. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. How many times do American troops need to get attacked, not killed, but attacked, before we have a president that recognizes that they're declaring war on our troops and that he better do something about it? Not saying exactly what the actions would be, but I'm saying you better do something about it. When there's nearly 200 attacks that we know of, against American troops by Iranian-supported terror groups in the region, being the number one state sponsor of terror, all these proxy conflicts, they're all Iranian-backed. And for Joe to take the policy positions he's taken on Iran, I'm sorry, when you don't respond, your weakness and this is weakness. From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's the Sean Hannity Show. Look out, world, we're getting strong. The future's here and we belong. She can sail, she can do more. Like build a rocket and watch it soar. Clean the oceans and make the world a better place. Oh, she can sail, so can you. Find a cure. Learn more at She Can STEM. A message brought to you by the Ad Council. Doctors take Field of Greens for their own health. Here's Dr. Ryan Green to explain. We're like you. Too much fast food, not enough exercise. That's why I take Field of Greens. The fruits and vegetables in Field of Greens support my heart, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism for weight loss. And Field of Greens promises your doctor will notice your improved health or your money back. Get 15% off with promo code radio at fieldofgreens.com. That's promo code radio at fieldofgreens.com. Product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Disease. Securing America. The Iranian-backed drone attack on U.S. troops in Jordan, which killed three American service members, is eliciting strong reaction from Washington. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin spoke Monday at the Pentagon. We will take all necessary actions to defend the U.S. and our troops. Secretary of State Antony Blinken. And that response could be multi-leveled, come in stages, and be sustained over time. However, the White House's aim not to expand Middle East conflict has drawn criticism. Florida Republican Congressman Michael Waltz is a former Green Beret. What Iran hears from that is, well, we can let's let's take it to the next level and see what we can get away with next time. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says, unfortunately, one thing cannot be changed. No blue star family ever wants to become a gold star family. And sadly, 
There are now three more families on that route. SMECoins.com. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Spring Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, so I was trying to think of a way to summarize this story in like 30 seconds or less, uh, you know, because it seems like we got all the time in the world. And before you know it, man, the music's rolling. We got to go to a break already. Uh, so uh, Krista Colstead, who who is the mom uh, or stepmom, but hey, I, stepmom's a mom, too. Uh, you know, and, 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 and anyway, it sounds like uh, she's the main mother uh, in the life of, the, of this child right now. But so I interviewed Krista Colstead uh, from Glasgow and, and I don't know uh, her or, or her husband personally for those of you know i'm from glasgow uh so i i don't know her personally interviewed her on the show i had heard about her video i had a lot you know a few folks send it to me and and so uh but sound incredible sounded like you know just uh, a a nice caring mom who joined us on the show to share her story about how basically state cps uh took their daughter uh, f- from their home uh, and put her into a program to help give her kind of, uh, I guess, uh, mental care. But now they're they're transitioning her. They're socially transitioning her and treating her as if she's a boy. Now, as as far as I, last I, I checked with her, they're not doing any medical, you know, hormone therapy treatments or, or you know, removing body parts yet or anything like that, you know, that crazy. But they are putting chest binders on. And and if you know a thing or two about chest binders, that can have some bad complications as well. That can be harmful uh, uh, to kids and to women and to girls. Uh, so that can have its uh, side effects as well. But Christopher Rufo, who's with the Manhattan Institute, Christopher Rufo, for those of you who don't know, he, along with Matt Walsh from the Daily Wire, have have literally been uh the the two champions they put this whole story uh of the you know what what went on in virginia with the uh with the school boards there uh they were the ones who pushed that story to the top of the fold but anyway he sums up the story uh, this with this saying a montana family is alleging that the state government forcibly seized their daughter and sent her to wyoming for medical gender transition if the story checks out it's shocking the state is forcibly transing a child not in California, but in Montana. And uh, that's why the libs of TikTok is also uh, uh, putting the spotlight on this story here as well. Sounds like uh, Governor Greg Gianforte's response is that there's more to the story here and that the, the, they're saying that that, uh, that they looked at, at this case. Lieutenant Governor Christian Juris looked at this case and concluded that DPHHS and the court have followed state policy and law in their handling of this tragic case. That's part of what he had to say via Twitter. I'll share more coming up after the break. But we do have a caller uh, on the phone lines that I want to sneak on here before we run out of time. Joe in Billings, thanks for calling in. What did you want to share? Well, two things. I'm not going to call it the Child Protective Services. It's the Communist Party socialization. That's what they're doing. And number two... Nobody has the right to take a child, and I don't care what Gianforte says, because they need to look a little deeper and stop going by the laws. You can't, you shouldn't be able to take a child out of, away from their parents, ship them across state lines. I thought there was a federal law against that. 
Well, unless you know, the, I, unless the kid is at is at immediate uh, risk and, and being harmed, being abused, right? But 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 we've seen examples this where child was not at this child wasn't at immediate risk. It doesn't sound CPS. like that. Yes, yeah, and and you know, Gianforte, get his mind off the wolves and get out there and get something done for these parents who are losing the rights in this state to decide what they're going to do with their child. And CPS needs to be kicked to the curb. Thank you. Well, there's. I'll tell you what. This will. This. I think this is going to put more wind behind the sails of the efforts of you know, like uh, state legislators, like Jennifer Carlson out of Manhattan, Montana. She's been trying to put a spotlight on reforms that need to take place within CPS, within DPHHS. We've got some of the the biggest numbers in the entire region when it comes to child removals from home. So, uh, so anyway, hold that thought. We'll talk more after this. I'll tell you what, we had three incredible shows, live shows from the SHOT Show down in Las Vegas, the world's biggest gun show. That was last week, but it's so great to be back in studio because the best part of Montana Talks is when you get to talk, when you get to be heard all across Montana. I mean, we had Donald Trump Jr., the governor, so many others, gun companies and more join us from Vegas. But when we're in studio, that's when we get to hear from you. And you get to be heard all across Montana with Montana Talks statewide every Monday through Friday, 9 to 10 right here.